What is up, my friend? Welcome to episode number 64 of the Anthony Dynamics Podcast. In this episode, I'm bringing on one of the guys who taught me how to increase my engagement on Facebook. That way, I just reach to more people and I would continue building my audience. His name is Ben Perry. And we'll be talking about the ultimate organic Facebook marketing strategy. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Anthony John Amex Podcast, helping entrepreneurs break through to new levels of peace, power, and profit. Prepare to open your mind to the proven tactics and strategies the world's leading intellects have used to avoid a stagnant career and achieve a life of freedom, purpose, and success. It's time to increase your levels of power with your host, Anthony John Amex. All right, welcome back. A couple years ago, I was looking to sharpen my Facebook marketing skills. You know, I'm always learning, I'm always growing, and I was introduced to a dude named Ben Perry. So I started reading some of the content that he was putting out, and it was really like speaking to me. And then one day, he made an offer for his course called Organic Marketing Secrets. So I bought it. I started implementing the strategies that he taught, and immediately I started getting a lot more engagement and reaching a lot more people. And since then, Ben has gone on to create a course called Double Your Engagement. Now, if you don't know Ben, he teaches online entrepreneurs how to use organic marketing strategies on Facebook to generate more leads and sales. And one of the reasons it's important to understand organic Facebook marketing is because Facebook is effectively limiting the organic reach on all business pages. This means that if you're posting on your Facebook business page, very few people who have liked your page will actually see your posts unless you're going to pay and run some ads, which isn't a bad thing. Now, this is what led to Ben figuring out how to leverage the Facebook algorithm and his personal Facebook profile to reach more people, make sales, and build an online business. So if you want to learn the proven Facebook organic marketing strategies that will guarantee you that you'll never hear crickets from your Facebook post again. Ben is your man. Now, before I bring Ben on, I want to hook you up. I mean, every single week I'm bringing you some big insights on this podcast, yet I want to go over and beyond. So I'm trying something else by giving you even more with the seven organic Facebook post types guide, which I learned from Ben. Now, this thing will give you seven different post types that you can deploy inside your business and you can grab it for free over at ajamix.com slash post types. Again, that's ajamix.com slash post types. So go grab that thing today. With that being said, let's bring today's guest onto the show. Ben Perry, welcome to the podcast, brother. What's up, man? Dude, I'm dude, excited to chat with you, dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm really appreciative you reached out. It's pretty, uh, pretty awesome. I don't, I don't really do much podcast these days. Awesome. Well, I'm glad to have you here. I'm curious, dude. Like, how did your whole pirate thing start? That's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> As I go further into it, I think that it's you know I must have been a pirate in a past life. You know, awesome. it's like something something came along and it just resurrected that inside of me. No, it was definitely inspired by by Pirates of the Caribbean. You know, Jack sparrow you know johnny depp back in 2011 a bunch of friends of mine got together and they went out to like cape cod you know in massachusetts yeah and they, they all dressed up as pirates and they were like hey come dressed as a pirate and i was i was in the military i was in the navy i was like i'm a real life pirate i don't need to dress up as a pirate right so i showed up of course everybody's decked to the nines i mean like the frills and everything and and they had enough left over. They put me in a bandana. And then, of course, one of the girls was like, please, can I put eyeliner on you? <laughs> right? So I was like, okay. So it, I didn't actually turn out that bad. And um, <laughs> that was in the beginning of October. 
And so Halloween was still like 30 days away. And I said, well, if I'm going to be a pirate, then I might as well be the pirate. So I, that left the entire month for me to go and get everything that I needed to, to, to look like Johnny Depp as Captain Jack Sparrow. And I've been dressing up as him ever since. So good. Sounds like me and Conor McGregor. People tell me like, you look like Conor McGregor. I was at the Metallica concert and some dude was drunk and wanted to fight me and he was mouthing off and he was like, you look like Conor McGregor. And I was kind of like, what do you pick somebody else to kind of mess with? But um, for Halloween yeah, one year, I, I totally went as Connor. I, w- I went and found like the tattoos that were perfect and like the temporary tattoos and temporary tattooed my entire body with his tattoos. And yeah, it was. Oh, they have that? Yeah, they, they do. They're like 200 bucks, but they were totally worth it. They were amazing. The only thing is, is after yeah. Halloween was over, the tattoos didn't come off. I got to wear them for like a week. So like I'm walking around my co-working space with like a crown coming out of my shirt and all of the good stuff. Uh-huh. Dude, that's awesome. That was fun, dude. Well, dude, I'm curious also, like, how did you get started in this whole online marketing game? I mean, you talked about you coming from the Navy. You have nearly 2,000 people who follow you on Facebook. I believe you just told me in pre-chat, you closed a million dollars in sales or something of that nature for traffic and funnels. Um, you strategized for some of the top influencers. So how did you go from being a pirate on, in the Navy to actually getting into this online world? Yeah, man. Um, dude. I, uh, I got out of the Navy in the end of 2013, no clue what I was going to do. Like no, no backup plan, no savings, just, all right, what am I going to do now? And, uh, I didn't know anything about marketing, didn't know anything about sales or any of that, but I wanted to. And I, and at first I, I wanted to be a coach, like a life coach. That's what I wanted to be. And, um, I probably spent it you know, it mirrors a lot like the Old Testament when like the Israelites, you know, they gained freedom from Pharaoh. They're like, yes, we're free. And that was me. I was like, yes, I'm free from the Navy. And then I spent a couple of years in the desert, man, just kind of figuring out like, okay, like I got to figure out what to do. And um, along the way, like my life coaching business was defunct, you know, didn't, didn't make very much money doing that. But in learning how to get attention, to get engagement, I began to just kind of piece things here, bought some courses there and, and kind of, and I didn't have money for ads. So I kind of came to this like, all right, well, I have to do this organically because there's no other way. And it kind of shifted from, hey, let me help you with your feelings. Let me help you with like your energy to, learning okay well that doesn't actually necessarily work like people want to get results like unless you can measure it and tie it to something that's specific and measurable people aren't going to end up like wanting what you have totally and so in 2017 i just kind of wrote a throwaway post and i say that because i didn't know that it was going to take off but i wrote a post that said like top five in organic engagement like hacks or something like that and Facebook had just come out with a feature to save a post. I'm dating myself now. <laughs> but like, just came out with that and a lot of people were like, wow, this is awesome, this is great. And then somebody that I really respected, they commented, they said, look, I never save anything, but this is the first post that I've saved because it's so good. Nice. And then uh, that kind of launched my, my career. <laughs> that one post, huh? Yeah. Nice. Well, I had a couple of Facebook groups that I had started 
that didn't take off, right? So it wasn't like I just struck on gold. It was like, no, I had some other things that just didn't work out. I had a couple of mindset groups where I was just teaching mindset and more spirituality and just kind of energy. And they were okay, but they didn't gain the traction like, like this post did. And I was very fortunate because I knew what to do with it. So as soon as I got all that engagement, I'm like, oh, I know what to do with this. Let's divert this into building a group. And so I, um, I made a post. I said, look, you know, there's a lot of people who really resonated with that post. If I were to do a special one-time training, you know, would you guys be interested? Comment in down below. I got that from Jesse Elder, yeah. right? And so I created the, the Facebook group. And then that was in the middle, that, so that was April, like literally two weeks passed, and I had 300 people inside of the group within two weeks. Awesome. And I gave that training on May 1st. Out of the 300 people, like 88 people RSVP actually said that they were going inside the group. And of the 88 people, <clears throat> I had 60 people on live inside of this new Facebook group. Like that's unheard of. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So yeah, man, that's where it all started. So what led you to staying on the marketing path rather than staying with the life coaching stuff? Is it just because it wasn't working and you're getting more traction and you're just kind of going where the momentum was? Yeah, that's, that's, that's actually what it was. Cause I was, um, man, you know, I was trying to, trying to make things work. I was kind of struggling financially. So I had, I was actually going to school at the same time. I was using the GI Bill to go to film school. So I was learning all these things about film and I graduated actually in March of 2017 with a bachelor's of science in film. Okay. So it was like, whatever the Navy was paying me GI Bill wise, like went away. So it was like, all right, I needed to come up with something. So yeah, that's what led me to, all right, so if people, if I've got the eyeballs and I've got the attention and then I've got the engagement for marketing, then let me like double down on what's actually working. Because I did have some people like reach out for like the life coaching stuff. And I say that just kind of as an overarching, it was more mindset, you know? Cool. Um, but I had way more people that were, that were interested with the marketing. And so I, I pivoted to that. Awesome. So let's talk about like organic Facebook marketing. A lot of people are talking about ads right now. You've already been talking about how that kickstarted kind of your whole kind of path at the moment. Why do you think organic is really important? Well, it's not that it's like important. It's like, it's, it's a step on the way to ads. You know, I don't think you can skip it. Because like all organic is, is just another word for copy, right? And, you know, copy, copywriting. And it's like, which is another word for your messaging. So what, what happens is that people want, they think that, all right, so let me do organic or let me do ads. And, or they don't even think about organic. They're just like, I'm going to go buy clients. I'm going to pay for ads because that's just what you do. I got sold the dream. I mean, people are showing, like, people are trying to sell ads, you know, in ad courses. They, like, 
They have the proof, they get seduced by it, they go to run ads, it flops, and they're like, well, ads don't work. Well, that's not necessarily true because trying to run Facebook ads when you have a broken offer, let's, let's call it what it is, right, is the equivalent of you trying to work on a supercharged engine when your car doesn't even start. Yeah. Let's fix the car first, let's fix your offer, let's fix the messaging organically, get a couple of clients that way, then we can go ahead and do Facebook ads or Google ads or whatever. Awesome. We don't want any guesses here. We want to make sure that when we do begin to do paid acquisition, that it's, it's a sure thing. We, nice. We're going to get money. Do you think when people you know, go through that phase, because I've been through that phase too, and then they go into the ad space and they're like, oh, cool. They're all in for ads and they leave behind organic. Is that okay? Or is it better to kind of do both? Almost like they're two pedals of a bicycle, like the organic and the messaging piece that's going out organically. And then you're adding the supercharger like onto the car, which is the ads. And both of those are working in tandem to, to kind of get you down the racetrack faster. I think you should do both. I don't think you should ever let off gas of organic. Um, especially if you are the, the face of your business. Because that's where they, those are the people that are following you. So I don't think that you should ever do that. Um, I think it should be both. I also think that your like the ads portion should be what is tried and true. That's what I believe, right? So what is actually getting people to convert? You already know. You have the proof. Proof meaning like you're in the data, and the data you know shows okay. So we're at this much conversion rate. We know, you know, all those things that, you know, nerds like to geek out about, right? So we want to make sure that that's, that's going, but keep your organic, right? And organic could be, I mean, organic can mean a lot of different things. It could mean you going live. It could be, you know, you posting and just keeping a presence on social media. Organic is also, you know, you writing to your list. You know, if you have an email list, it could be on, various social media platforms, just wherever your, your audience is at. So awesome. What advice do you have for somebody who wants to kind of go all in on Facebook or uh, organic? Well, I mean, I think you have to, I don't think that's a choice. I think that in the beginning, when you were starting out, like you use the tools that you have, right? And I'm not saying don't do Facebook ads. I'm saying, yes, totally do Facebook ads when it makes sense. But in order to get there, you're going to have to organically like validate your, your offer organically validate it first. Cause I don't want you having, I don't want you spending money on ads and then you're basically burning, burning money. Like let's, let's save you from that embarrassment. Let's save you from that heartache and go with organic. So, and what that means is that it could be you posting, you know, different posts out there that are grabbing the ear of your ideal client and then getting them onto a conversation, getting them onto a phone call with you so that you can be able to make them an offer. Nice. Do you find that most people overlook their, like their Facebook profile? Like, I feel like there's this like gold, like hidden money. This just seems like it's sitting there and people's Facebook news feeds have their personal profile, but they don't understand that. They don't leverage what you're talking about by, creating an organic post, creating an organic kind of rack the shotgun type of thing, uh, Jesse Elder style to generate awareness for the training. And then when they do that, they can collect 
10,000, 20,000, 50,000, depending on their offer from that, that they can then roll into ad spend. Have you found that to be pretty true as well? Yeah, I think, um, I think it pays to prime your profile. You know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's essentially your digital, your digital business card. It's your digital, you know, billboard. If I go to your profile and I don't know what it is that you do in less than two seconds, fail, absolute fail. Like if you're selling, which by the way, one thing that, that is an objection, that is a, a, an irrational fear that people have is like, well, I save my Facebook for my friends and family. Like I don't want to like, you know, barrage my friends and family with my business stuff. It's like, okay, I can respect that. But let me ask you a question. How likely is it that any of your friends or family are ever going to buy from you? Right. Is that like a 50% chance or like a hundred percent chance that like, they're not going to buy. It's like, Oh yeah, they're probably not going to buy. Well then who cares what they think? Right. It's like, talk to your audience, talk to your avatar, because those are the people who are going to basically fill your pocketbook. They're going to fill your wallet. So do you like money? Yeah, I like money. Do you like not being broke? Yeah, I don't want to be broke. Then you like organic on your wall. <laughs> what would you tell those people who believe that they have to keep you know, their business and their personal life separate? So they're like, no, my Facebook is for personal LinkedIn is for business. Like, what would you tell these people who think they have to keep them separate? You don't, you don't. I mean, that's the bottom line is that you don't have to keep them separate because it's like you opening up shop on main street and being like, I can't open up on main street. My family's going to see me out here. Like, yeah, of course. All right. Your family's going to walk by. Like they know you have shop. They know that you, you have an advertisement. Are they going to get mad at you for having like your open sign or having like a deal? No, they know that you're in business. Like this, this is commerce. This is capitalism. It's the same thing with online. All it is is a, is a mental shift, right? Awesome. As soon as yeah. people can make that mental shift, they'll be fine. Awesome. Totally agree, man. Uh, what are some proven strategies that you found that really ensure somebody's post when they're posting them? Don't hear crickets. Cause I know you kind of have a system I've bought some of your stuff before. It's, it's really, really good. So what are some of the strategies that you have? Well, that's a loaded question because there's, there's, I mean, as many ways to, to get engagement as there are ways to, you know, talk to people. Well, how do you prevent crickets? I, I think that really goes back to not just necessarily a tactic, but back to who are you calling out, right? So it really comes down to fundamentals of knowing who your audience is, right? So if you know who your audience is, then it becomes very easy for you to be able to, to talk to, to them. That being said, when you are writing an organic post, now my specialty is on Facebook. It's not Instagram. It's not LinkedIn. That's just where I'm at is Facebook. So when you're, when you are, if you're wanting to have engagement and if you're wanting to have eyeballs on your stuff, then I think that the very best thing that you could do at first is have some, some knocking going on. <laughs> um, the very first thing that you can do, all right, you want to have two different types of posts. You want to have competency type posts and you want to have character type posts. All right. Because those are two sides of the same coin when it comes to organic. So 
the more, the more you can display your competency. Yes, you can help people get results. Yes, you are showing results, right? Maybe screenshots, case studies. You're just displaying your prowess, your expertise, right? Do that. That's beautiful. Statements are a really good way of getting engagement. Because let's just take, for instance, let's get out of the world of concept and get into like rural practical. If your audience is, say, marketers, all right, and you, you want to say something that is a belief that your, mar- that your marketing audience already has, okay? So that's an easy way to get some likes. So you want to create a statement. So what would be, what's, what's something tried and true that's in the marketing world where it's like, yep, that's totally true. I agree with that. What, what would you say? Tried and true in the marketing world, let's say webinars. Okay, so you could say webinars are a really great way of communicating value one to many without you having to do it every single time. You know, that's a little wordy for me, but I would condense it down, make it a statement to where when people see it, they immediately go, yep, and then they like it. Let's like go it. funnels. Let's go funnels. Funnels. <laughs> okay. So we've got now, this is going to be more, <laughs> this is going to be more uh, polarizing here because some people like funnels, some people don't. You could say, okay, so in order to have a good offer, you need a funnel. Ooh, that's actually different because you're going to have two different sides. This is actually very good. You actually, in order to have a good funnel, excuse me, in order to have a good offer, you need a good funnel. True or false? We're going to enter in with the binary post here, right? True or false, yes or no. And then allow people to comment. Do something like, I call it like giving, uh, like uh, tossing a, a grenade into like a crowd of people where it's like, yeah, they, uh, it's going to be a frenzy, right? So anyway, everybody's going to comment, right? And because the tactic here to get engagement is if you're saying true or false, T or F, you're not actually typing out true or false. You're typing out T or F, um, Y or N for yes or no. What that sub communicates to people is like, okay, my, my, my demonstration, my, my involvement here is just to type one letter character, right? which is a micro commitment and to something like that, like, Hey, you need a funnel in order to have a good offer. Some, some people are going to agree and some people aren't. And that's what you want. You want people to kind of argue out in, in the comments, the one character response makes it very like casual. Like, oh, I don't need to devote that much time, but then they're going to see other people that they disagree with. And now they're hooked. And then they're going to start to comment in the comments. And that's a really great way to get some engagement. And what's, what's the importance of engagement? Because maybe some people listening be like, how does this lead to sales? Like, what's the importance of engagement? Well, for Facebook, at least the way that Facebook works, when you have a post that really explodes in engagement, that's going to give you kind of like some, some temporary love from the algorithm. So those people who are following you, 
if say you have a post that has 100 comments on it, your next post is going to be like primed and primary and is gonna be shown to more people, all right? If you have an offer, that's the time to put that offer out, right? If you have a call to action, so you wanna do it after you have a, a ton of engagement, put the offer out. Now don't freak out because more than likely, your offer post is gonna get crickets on it. That's okay. Because you're selling something. Like that's just human nature. Like people are gonna like something unless, unless they've already bought from you before. Unless they've already bought from you and it's, it doesn't hurt them like status wise, you know, to like say, yeah, you know, we really love your stuff. Yeah, people aren't gonna necessarily like comment or like or engage on it. But if you have like a link, just measure all the people that are clicking on the link. I could tell you, like you could put, you know, anything where you're tracking those different offers. Yeah, there's a lot of people that are seeing it. Awesome. So how many times a day do you think people should post if they're really going to take advantage of organic? Three to five times a day, I would say. Three to five times a day and, the mo and I can just hear it. Oh my gosh, are you, are you kidding me? It's like, well, this doesn't have to be necessarily be forever. All right, but if you are in startup mode, if you are like gaining some traction, then yes, use the free Facebook tool to post three to five times a day to your free audience. Like, come on. And for those who are like been in the game, they're established, because I know there, there's some circles where they preach three to five times a day or more. And sometimes that becomes like a burden for people who've been established a bit because then they're carrying around this should. I should be posting three to five times a day because Ben's telling me in order to do this, I should be doing this. And they've done that. They've made money. But now they're, they're at a point where it's, it's almost not sustainable for them to post three to five times a day. Do they outsource it or do they limit it to one post a day? Like what would you tell that person? Totally outsource it. You're not meant to be the solopreneur forever. You know, like the whole essence of life is to grow. So yes, like generate money, generate revenue. And then if you've made money and you've already there, like, yes, outsource. Yes. You know, become a true business owner and start to, to hire people and, you know, feed the economy, be one of these people that, you know, helps other people put food in their plates. Like, yeah, man, definitely do that. And then, you know, because you want to remove yourself. Well, I got stuck in this. And I probably have like had a, a crash course in like how to actually run a business and business acumen since I started working at traffic funnels, like 100%. Yeah. You don't want to be stuck in the like operator, like role inside your business perpetually in perpetuity. Like, why would you do that? Like, that's a, that's a, that's a horrible plan. No, the idea is for you to generate revenue, to be able to provide value and then grow. And by growing, we want to remove you as the operator into more of the CEO owner role. So you could begin to make high level decisions and hire people. It's like, get this wheel spinning and then assign people to that wheel. In this case, organic. You have people who are, you know, doing organic or at least doing copy doing, you know, something for the ads. And then once you've got somebody in place there, now you can move on to the next thing and then the next thing. 
So how would you recommend somebody start like outsourcing or hiring the person to write their social media post? Because I see so many people who they hire a social media person and they fuck it up. And what I mean by that is it's totally generic. It totally loses a personality and it, it's not real good content. You know what I mean? So how would you recommend that they find that person or teach that person to kind of still have the voice and have that, the good content that actually stands out? That's a good question. For your personal, like for, all right. So if it's just you, all right. I wouldn't say ever to really like outsource your own specific organic marketing because we want to, we want to make a distinction here that we're building a business, right? So building the business, like there's the entity of like your particular business. And so I think you maintain control of your organic posting, but like say for your ads, for your website, for your webinars, for you know, fulfillment of your programs, like that's what I would outsource for sure. But when it comes to like your business page, yes, outsource that, you know, because you could be your own personal profile, be writing your own organic. Maybe it's not three to five times a day now, but on your business profile, you've got other people who you've hired who are kind of carrying the torch for you. Okay, cool. Let me make that distinction. So what, what is that distinction? So if I'm hearing you correctly, then that means once they're running ads, they got something sustainable going, then rather than three to five posts, or maybe they go to one on their personal and then they could outsource their business page entirely. Is that correct? Is that the distinction? Yes. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. How many value posts do you think somebody needs to create before they make an offer post? I mean, I think that well, first of all, you can put the offer post out there. I don't think you could ever do enough offer posts, to be, to be honest. I don't think you can. I don't think you can. Because what I see, and, and the reason why I say this is that most people, they don't make an offer ever. Right. Like they don't ever make an offer. So it's like, how are you, how are you expecting to get paid? <laughs> so, so it's like, okay. I say that, yes, you want to provide value posts, but you got to let people know that people can buy from you. You got to let people know like, hey, you know, I'm offering this thing. Here's how to get it. Because at the end of the day, that's what gets you paid, right? So, but if you're seasoned and you kind of know like, all right, well, how many, you know, to somebody who's a little more savvy, how many value posts should I do? I think you should do three value posts and then do an offer, like three and one, three and one, three and one. That's what I think. I don't think that you can really do too much of it. Because if you think about it, Russell Brunson, his whole thing is like, when he's selling clip funnels, he's talking about the potato story, right? And man, how many times do you think he's told that potato gun story? Like over and over and over, right? So he's probably like, man, they, they already know. They already know about the potato gun story. But there are still people out there who have no idea what funnels are, has no idea what click funnels is, never heard of him. And they're like, funnels like in the kitchen, what? So it's still like on the side of like, this is so new, like early adopter that he's just gonna have, he's just gonna have to keep talking about the potato gun story. Same thing with your offer, right? If Russell Bronson still has to like tell his potato gun story all the freaking time, then you can talk about your offer all the time. 
You know, I love that story. It reminds me of like back in the day, I did music professionally. And so we toured, like we played over in Franklin where you're at. We play in like Illinois and in Texas. And I remember we were like probably two years into it and we played pretty much the same songs because that was the only record we had at the time. And some of the guys were like, we should change the set list. Like we should just do a whole new set list. And I'm like, but we've never been to this town. Nobody's ever heard the set list. So we have to play it like we've never played it before and just like give it everything every single night that we're on stage because there's a thousand people out there. There's 500 people out there. Some shows there's five people and it's like, they don't know who we are. So we have to just give it our everything. Like it's the first time. And I think as marketers, man, we totally forget that, that whole thing. And it's so true, man. So true. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, man. People, they need you and you need to be like a broken record. Yeah. What are your thoughts on uh, Facebook groups? Like, do you feel like they're still relevant to the whole organic marketing thing right now? Are they kind of, I don't know, just people are done with them, meaning the market at large. Uh, no, they're not done. They're still 100% relevant, if not more so now than ever. Um, anytime you have sovereignty of a, a, an audience, that's a good thing. So, and I say that with an asterisk because Zuckerberg obviously owns Facebook. So do your part to, you know, to, to save, you know, your own traffic, right? By, by getting them onto your email list, however you want to do that. But no, that is a, that's a, it's a beautiful platform that allows you to be able to communicate to your audience. They've opted in. The only way they can get in, right, is if they want to get in. Actually, I, I think like you could still invite people, but I think that the stigma now is like, don't, don't add people to groups. So, but that's the thing. If somebody's inside your group and you're providing value, like that's your world, man or woman, like live it up, do whatever you want inside there, give value. Like, cause that's essentially your house, your house on the web, you know, do people still call it the web, <laughs> you know, your house. And so, yeah, I mean, you can give your, you know, you can give a webinar there. You can give a training there. They're totally relevant, man. Perfect. Now, what are some of the biggest mistakes that you've seen a lot of people make? I mean, you've trained a lot of people on organic. What are some of the big mistakes? Um, being too verbose, saying too much in uh, a post, using too, being too conceptual, not making the point clear in a, in a post, not having a call to action, like not having like, and whether maybe it's a value post, like what's the main idea? You know, another mistake is people that give up. Like if they do a post and it doesn't get any love, they'll either they'll stop posting or they'll delete it. And why, why, why would you do that? Like, that's proof that you were here, man. Like, you know, if you delete the posts that you're making now, let's say you're at the beginning of your journey. Think about this, right? I, so I started in 2014. If I deleted my posts from 2014, man, you'd have nothing to look back on and be like, man, he was just a mere mortal. You know, like, man, he flubbed up so much. Like, that gives me hope that if 
he was like that back then and that's how he is now, there's totally room for me to be able to grow. So I think that's one of the, the, the major mistakes that people make with their organic. Awesome. I remember in pre-chat, you talked about how you're working with traffic and funnels. I think you've been with them eight months. So I'm kind of curious, like what is one of the biggest lessons that you've learned from being in that experience at the moment? Wow, that's a loaded question. The entire experience. So I, I, I told you um, before we started recording that it's like jumping onto a train. All right, like going and working with, with the boys over at Traffic and Falls. And I wouldn't have it any other way. They're fast paced, their standards are impeccably high. The, the pressure is through the roof. This, you know, like high, we're high maintenance. High performance is high maintenance. And um, that is a pristine privilege for sure. So I'm very, appreciative you know to be to be rolling with these these other alpha players one of the things that i've learned is emotional regulation like when it comes to you doing your thing in business you've got to be able to emotionally regulate yourself it does you no good to lose your temper or to you know, feel depressed or, you know, if somebody, you know, doesn't close or somebody like lies, flat out lies to you or they hang up on you or they say they're going for a credit card or somebody who, any of those things, it's like you need to just emotionally regulate yourself. Yes, have emotions for your family. Yes, show up, you know, as the, you know, the, the, the pillar inside of, you know, your, your family. But when it comes to your business, having that emotional regulation is, is really, really key. Hmm. What's the balance there? What's the, what, where does emotionally regulating inside the game of business become sedation? I don't think that it necessarily could be sedation because it's so dynamic, right? So it's no, when I say emotional regulation, it's like, picking up your spear and your your shield because you're you're going to war you know like you're 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 going out onto the battlefield right now that's just one kind of analogy but it's like you show up with the proper you know the proper uniform for the job so if you're going to be out there and you're going to be an entrepreneur right? Which literally like means taking, like taking the risk, you know, from others and being able to create value from it. If that's the person who you choose to be, then absolutely you've got to be able to protect yourself because at the end of the day, you want to help people, but not everybody wants to be helped. Totally. Not everybody is willing to make that leap, you know, and you've got to, I mean, I'm, I'm currently reading a book called, you know, how to think like a Roman emperor, you know, the, uh, the, the stoic philosophy of Marcus Aurelius, you know, and you got to be able to just leave it all on the court, you know, leave it all back there and know that people are still good, that you're put on this earth to be able to help people at the end of the day, no matter how much revenue you generate, no matter, you know, who said yes or no or whatever, at the end of the day, it's like, I'm doing this for a greater purpose because when I die, all of the stuff that I accumulated in this life is going to mean nothing. It's going to be nothing. 
my legacy are those people who I touched, those people who I challenged to take a better stand for, for where they say they want to be. And um, you just got to remember that that's what it's about, man. Awesome. So what I hear you say is just like really kind of embodying that, that wise warrior in, inside the game of business, not taking it personal, and then just like fully unapologetically just like embodying and fully living your values and passing those values on to every single person you meet. Just that's kind of the battle, the war that we all get to play. Yeah, man. Awesome. Absolutely. So if you could go back in time and give your younger self some, some advice, some wisdom that would help you collapse time and get results faster, what would you tell them? You know, you asked me that kind of as a prompt before, you know, uh, we kind of hopped into this and I thought about it. And at first I thought, you know, I would probably not start out as, you know, a, a life coach. I probably would have dived into more sales and marketing. Yeah. Um, but they're going to revise that. I think that I would have found somebody for me to go apprentice work under sooner because while I've made progress, you know, over those like years that I was in the desert, I would have really shortcutted a lot of these learning curves if I had just gone and learned directly from a master. And so that's good. what happened at, at Traffic and Funnels is that I, and I kind of knew this. I mean, I had some success before, but I knew that I was missing that, that apprenticeship piece. I had read you know, Robert Greene's book, Mastery. He really harps a lot on finding somebody who's already been there, done that, and like kind of learning from them. And, um, and how you'll not only pick up what it, like the actual skill set, but you'll also pick up their being. So make sure that whoever you choose is actually somebody who you actually want to, want to model, you know? So that's what I would tell my younger self. I'd be yeah, like, you know what? a good lesson. Like, Put your ego aside, go put in the work, go, go be the grunt, go, you know, it's, it's noble work because in the end you're going to not only have those skills, but you're also going to have the status because you're forever going to be tied to the, your, to your master, you know, to the person who taught you, your mentor, and that's going to propel your status up. And you're going to be able to shortcut all of those things that if you're trying to figure it out yourself, it's like, man, more so than any of the books, more so than doing courses or even jumping into somebody's mastermind. There's nothing like learning from somebody when you work within the organization. Dude, I would agree with you. So when I got out of college, I was a contractor at a very small ad agency. We did sports and entertainment in the African-American market. And just by being in the office with the lady who owned the business, it's just me and her. I learned so many things, like very simple skill sets that um, I don't think I would have ever learned in a book. And what I mean by that is simple stuff like how to organize the business and the client structure so everything internally flows seamlessly and you know where this is at and that's at, how to like manage the flow of the project and just how to get things, not like get work done, but like internally at a business level, how, how the structure works. And I learned that just from being in that environment and how she ran her Monday meetings and things of that nature. And it's stuff that by being in that environment for two years, it was like, like integrated into me at a very deep level that 
I, I even organized my own business from some of the things that I just kind of sucked up from being the environment. And so it's interesting you say that because I've never really thought about it that way before, but it's so true. And I think the marketplace, at least for the young people, right? They're all listening to Gary Vee and all the other people who's like, entrepreneurship, fuck college, do your own fucking thing. And they're missing what you're talking about, which is the wisdom, like the fucking wisdom that you gain from apprenticeship that you're not going to get out of a book. You're not going to get it from a coach really actually either. Apprenticeship is fucking amazing. And I'm so glad that you brought that up, man. Thank you. Yeah, man. I mean, what better than having like, you know, that concentrated source, you know, that, that concentrated, they talk about like, um, you know, Malcolm Gladwell talks about the 10,000 hours. Nassim Taleb talks about like um, the, the anti-library where if you have a bunch of books, right, and you have more books that are unread by you than books that are read, he calls that your anti-library. Yeah. It's like more so than any of that, it's like find somebody who you resonate with and dive deep with them rather than having a lot of with, dive deep with one person who you really resonate with and that will take you far. Awesome. Dude, if somebody uh, heeds your advice today, what do you know is possible for them? I mean, anything's possible. <laughs> Literally anything, anything's possible. It depends on where you're at. You know, I mean, if, if you're somebody who's brand new starting out, what's possible? Well, I mean, it is, it's possible you can create 5, 10, 15, 20K for yourself just organically. I would submit you can actually do 40K a month just doing organic. If you're somebody who's been in this for a while, it's like if you're at 40k or you know you you're doing a launch and you're like all right i'm kind of burnt out i don't want to do three to five posts a day but i've had some experience it's like build a business man like either you are or you aren't but grow up let's build a business awesome dude if people want to learn more about you they can connect you on facebook it's facebook.com slash benjamin.perry one, just the number one. You guys can connect with Ben over there. You have a course, dude, called Double Your Engagement. Uh, tell us more about that, how people can get a hold of that and all of that good stuff. Yeah, so since I've been working with Traffic Funnels, I haven't really been promoting it much, but Double Your Engagement is really about two different pieces of the organic marketing piece. It's both the inner game and the outer game. So the inner game really talks about, well, who do you need to be You know, when you show up on Facebook when you show up online because there's a lot of beliefs that are very foundational if you're going to be effective because I could give you all the tactics in the world but if your mindset is all messed up then you're gonna have limited results so it dives into the the inner game first and then the outer game is all it's like my my full treasure trove of organic tactics where I really dive into frameworks. I dive into like specific things to say, like say this, don't say that. I give scripts for what to send to people. It's a full on course. Will totally blow your mind. Awesome. Dude, I would highly recommend anybody listen to this. Go grab Double Your Engagement. Connect with Ben uh, on Facebook. Ben, dude, thank you so much for being here today. Really appreciate you, homie. Thank you. Yeah, man. Dude, if people want to connect with me, they can also join my Facebook group, you know, Red Hot Marketing. Yes, they can. I'm a member of that group and uh, make sure you guys go grab the group too. Thanks, brother. Appreciate you, homie. Yeah, thanks, man.
Well, there you have it, my friend, Ben Perry. Solid episode, if I may say so myself. I hope this conversation gave you some practical advice on how to up your organic Facebook marketing game. I found so many people like are sleeping, like they're just sleeping, not paying attention on the organic Facebook marketing game. And I'd have you consider that there is at least a hundred grand sitting inside the newsfeed of your personal Facebook profile if you'll choose to go all in on these organic marketing strategies. So I hope you'll take this conversation to heart and put this wisdom into practice. I mean, consistency is key to working this, and I'm telling you, it works when you work it. Now, if you haven't grabbed the seven organic Facebook post types guide, make sure you head on over to ajamix.com slash post types and grab that now because you can take that and follow the advice that you learned here from Ben, and uh, it'll really help kind of get you some momentum and get you in the game. So that's going to do it for this episode of the Anthony Chun podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Until next time, my friend, I'm out. Peace. That's all for this episode of the Anthony John Amex podcast. But we have plenty more to help you achieve a life of freedom, purpose, and success. Head on over to ajamix.com for exclusive resources, information, and tools to break through to new levels of peace, power, and profit. We look forward to having you back for the next episode of the Anthony John Amex podcast. Bye for now.